0: I've got clients that have $3 million, and as long as they keep $40,000 in cash, they're okay. I've got clients that have $2 million, you know, that have half a million dollars in liquid money. So, again, it's your personal preference, but a good starting point is six months at least of those essential expenses and work from there.
1: help you reach your peak in retirement it's time for your retirement elevated it's time for another your retirement elevated podcast walter storholt alongside scott dugan co-founder and managing partner at elevated retirement group serving you throughout KC but also clients all across the country no matter where we uh, where you are thanks for listening to the show today you can find us online at listen to scott.com scott teaches educational classes on financial planning he has more than 19 years of experience in this world helping folks get to and through retirement and the concepts of financial planning Uh, that Scott has uh, taught and developed uh, are now taught all across the country in more than 70 cities. Uh, Kind of moved online in a lot of respects over the last couple of months, but it'll be 70 cities or more once again one day, Scott, when COVID is all behind us.
0: That, that is the
1: hope and uh, goal. Fingers are crossed for that, certainly, to be sooner rather than later, that's for sure. Uh, on today's show, we've got uh, a great episode prepared for you. We're talking about the four buckets. Do you know where your tax liabilities fall? You may not realize it, but your tax situation likely falls into one of four buckets, and you probably have a little bit in some of each bucket. And having the proper distribution among those buckets and really, I guess, Scott, you know, point number one is just understanding which buckets your money is in, uh, in in your taxes and your liabilities exist in, is really the first step to kind of understanding and getting more help when it comes to your financial plan and your financial life. And so we're kind of continuing that conversation today about taxes and how it all fits into our financial plans.
0: Absolutely, and I I think having a a broad overview of what the different buckets are uh, is helpful. Now, if you've been a client of ours or been listening to the podcast or coming to our classes, uh, we talk about this a lot because it's important and it's gonna be different for everyone uh, depending on your personal situation and what we're trying to accomplish. So today is really gonna be a primer uh, for what those four buckets really are. Uh, With this podcast, there's gonna be a downloadable white paper. So you may wanna download that, print it out, uh, you know we we'll all take notes along the way. Um, but I think it's it's one of those things that's overlooked uh, is that tax planning portion of most retirement plans. We spend a lot of time in, our, in my industry talking about how to save and how to contribute and how to grow that money. We don't necessarily talk a lot about the tax efficiency of taking it out to help make sure it lasts as long as you do. And so the four buckets, Uh, A lot of times you hear us, we talk about the three buckets. Uh, This fourth bucket we're going to add today is a little more complex, uh, but I think it's worth noting uh, what those are. So let's just kind of start from the top. And if you're listening, you definitely want to download this resource so you can follow along as we're going through today's podcast. So let's start from the top and look at what the four buckets are. So first of all, number one. Is we call the taxable bucket. And that taxable bucket is going to contain the dollars that you earn uh, from your CDs, your checking, uh, your money market account. Um, if you've got after-tax uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, your dividends, the capital gains you earn from your stocks, in, in, from bonds, things like that, that's all going to show up and be housed in that taxable bucket. So for a lot of people uh, in that first bucket, we're going to want to definitely keep our emergency fund there. And there's a lot of different views on financial planning and retirement planning out there. Uh, But I think we can all agree that most experts say that we should have about six months worth of essential expenses in our emergency fund slash taxable bucket. So an example, if you need $4,000 a month, to live your current lifestyle, multiply that times six, that's $24,000. So a starting point would be in bucket one, we need $24,000 of liquid safe money that we can get our hands on to recover from any big emergencies. Um, I would also include in that number one taxable bucket, any big expenditures that are going to come up in the next 12 to 18 months. So if you know you're going to be buying a car in you know, eight months, depending on your risk tolerance, we may want to have that set aside in bucket number one as well. So again, you, Walter talked about it earlier. What's the perfect amount or right amount to have in bucket one? Well, for most people, it's going to be six months worth of expenses and any big expenditures coming up in the next 12 to 18 months.
1: I've uh, I've adjusted my emergency fund plan, Scott. I, I'm calling it the the six plus six plan. Is my idea six months of expenses plus six additional months of mortgage payments, and then uh, so it's it's a year of at least the house covered, and then uh, you know six months of expenses. I figure if you can get to that, how, cover the house for a year, and then have six more months of. You no, know, I got six months to figure out how to cover the other expenses for the final six months. I can scrounge yep. that together, but at least your housing's covered for yes. For
0: and, that and that's a perfect example of everyone's going to be different. Yeah, you know, I've got clients that have three million dollars, and long as they keep forty thousand dollars in cash, they're okay. I've got clients that have two million dollars. You know, that have half a million dollars in liquid money. So again, it's your personal preference. But a good starting point is six months at least of those essential expenses and work from there.
1: That's a great point. So taxable assets, we're all going to likely have something and should have something in that bucket. Um, But maybe we want to make sure that that one's not too heavy of a bucket for our personal situation.
0: And the reason why we don't want it to be too heavy is that if we're, we're getting a bunch of interest and or dividends from that bucket and that's showing up on our tax return, and if we're not utilizing those for income purposes the unintended consequences of that could be could be paying higher taxes on your social security could be paying higher taxes on your pension uh, higher taxes on your IRA withdrawal so again it's we've got to look at in the totality of your plan of how the way money is taxed coming out of that bucket how does it affect your overall plan
1: there's somebody out there going, you don't want a bucket full of cash? What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> <But> <laughs> Sounds yes, good to me. It's about efficiency here and, yes, uh, and and making the most of those dollars. That's
0: why there's different buckets. So what's what's bucket number two? Uh, bucket number two is going to be the largest bucket that most of us have. And that's our tax-deferred assets. So that's going to be really things that are saved you know, pre-tax into your 401k, your IRA, uh, 403b, 457, TSP, all those things that are going to be in that bucket. So for most of those, you got a tax deduction when the money went in. In exchange, they're going to grow that tax deferred. And at some point when you take it out, you're going to be taxed at whatever your tax rates are at that time. Uh, Some of those have requirements. That we've got to start taking money out. An example: age seventy-two. We've got to start taking out what's called required minimum distributions, and so those are going to be the Internal Revenue Service' their rules to say, "Well, hey, we gave you a tax deduction way back, and we've let you grow this tax deferred. Well, now when you take money out, the principal and growth or interest that's all taxable, and we fill up that graduated cylinder called the tax return." And the Social Security goes in there, pension, required minimum distributions, your dividends, interest, all that gets added to calculate your overall tax burden. And so with bucket number two, again, most people, are that's their largest bucket. Uh, one of the terms that we use uh, inside of our planning firm is we call, what's the right amount in bucket number two? We call it RMD tax-free. So an example, if we've got a uh, married couple, both receiving Social Security, if they're over or below 65, let's say they're 62, uh, they're gonna take the standard deduction more than likely. Well, that's $24,800 in 2020. So what that means is if the required distribution is 24,800 or less, That standard deduction is going to wipe out the tax liability on that required minimum distribution. You're also going going to not tax your Social Security. So when we say RMD tax-free, we're simply saying, is it possible to keep the size of your IRA or your your tax-deferred account in check so that when you take money out or you're forced to take money out, the standard deduction neutralizes the tax on that? Now again, some people it's going to be easy to get to that number. Some people it's going to be difficult. It's the concept is that I want you to take away is can we make sure the amount we have in each bucket is appropriate for your situation and are we minimizing taxes to the best of our abilities? So that tax again, a lot of the work we do with our clients is figuring out. What's in bucket number two, the tax-free bucket, and can we get it to bucket number three, which is going to be that tax-free bucket? Tax-free.
1: Everybody likes the sound of that, Scott. So uh, let's explore that some more.
0: So with that, uh, bucket number three, that's going to be your Roth IRAs. Uh, That's going to be most municipal bonds, uh, appreciation of your capital assets held until death. Uh, for your step-up and basis, and properly structured life insurance policies. Um, Also called uh, LERPs, (LARPs) or Life Insurance Retirement Plans, Uh, those would fit into bucket number three. Uh, So we probably all know about Roth IRAs. Um, If we move money from bucket two to three, those monies are going to grow tax-deferred those monies are gonna come out tax-free and there's not gonna be any required minimum distribution for the owner of that account. If money goes into the LERP, LARP, uh, same thing, money's gonna come out tax-free uh, for cash flow purposes. The death benefit goes to the beneficiaries tax-free. Uh, that can replace an income source that can be used to convert taxable assets to tax-free. That death benefit can also be used for long-term care purposes. That's something called a living benefit, saying, hey, we've got this, you funded this LERP, it had a death benefit, but we're going to give you access to that death benefit while you're alive so you could use it for a tax-free source to pay for long-term care costs. So the idea here is, you know, We talked about having the right amount. Uh, We have an acronym here. It's called AMAP for bucket number three, and that's called as much as possible. That's how much we want in bucket three, as much as possible within the constraints of your plan. And so, again, a lot of the work that we do is focused on can we get money from bucket two to bucket three, and if we can, how much, how fast, And once we get it to bucket three, where does it go? That helps give you the most predictability and consistency in your retirement.
1: That's a great point, Scott. It sounds like when we get to bucket three, though, you know, bucket number one is pretty simple. Number two is in a lot of ways automated. We're already kind of getting things into bucket number two, but we Mm -hmm. actually have to be intentional about getting into bucket number three at that point.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the idea that we should just save as much as humanly possible and everything will work out, well, that doesn't look at the effects of taxation. Not only on taxation when you take money out of the bucket, but does that cause additional taxation on your Social Security, your pension, your other assets? So everything that we do determining Can we move money from bucket two to bucket three? You know, how much, how fast? That's all going to be determined by the client's financial situation and also their tax situation. That's why we're always going to do what we call a forward-looking 1040 review to see what are the opportunities? Is there money falling through the cracks? And how quickly can we move from bucket two to bucket three? Can we quantify the cost to do that? And making sure is it worth the cost that you're incurring now to make sure you're better off later. So again with the software we use we're really coming down to the idea of there's going to be mandatory taxes that you owe on your accounts and there's going to be voluntary and we need to weigh both of those numbers the mandatory versus the voluntary and that's going to help you decide does it make sense to you know, pay the mandatory and avoid some of the voluntary taxes down the road. Again, this is going to be situational. Everyone needs their own customized plan. We need to be working with a group of professionals to make sure that all of this is in their best interest before moving forward. Just as a
1: reminder, if you want a visual to go along with what we're talking about today, you can download the four buckets. Do you know where your tax liabilities fall? PDF. this helpful white paper PDF resource for you. Uh, we'll have linked in the description of today's show in the show notes section, so just check that out. You can download it, look at it, and follow along with it. As always, Elevated Retirement Group, the best with coming up with these uh, with these helpful graphics, the, the prettiest designers out there, I will say. Income tax-free, we talked a little bit about that, but now we throw in estate tax-free assets into this fourth and final bucket, Scott.
0: Yeah, so that's going to be we're really seeing more advanced planning. So that's going to be where we find our irrevocable life insurance trust or ILIT, I L I T for short and your charitable trusts where we're we're not only going to not have to pay income tax, but it's a state tax free from a federal level. Meaning the, if we're exceeding 22, $23 million in a gross estate, Anything above and beyond that is going to be subject to federal estate tax. So for bucket number four, that's going to be higher-end planning. Uh, we've got a you know fairly large estate where we're trying to effect change to make sure that we don't have to give a large portion of that overage to the federal government due to bad planning.
1: And this is, I think, uh, such a big one, too. I mean, with each of these buckets, enters in more... Uh, complications and moving parts that we've got to account for.
0: Absolutely. So I think as a, in summary, the number one step is understand that there are different buckets. Number two, we should understand how much do you have in each of these buckets currently. And the most important part, step three, should you explore figuring out what's the perfect amount for you and your situation to have in each of these buckets? And that's what we do here in our firm uh, and our qualified advisors is to walk you through that process, determine what's available, where are you, more importantly, where do you want to go? And if we're going to go in a different direction, making sure that that ultimately puts you in a better place with more control, more predictability, more certainty in the light of, of everything that's going on.
1: And, uh, yeah, just don't let bucket number two weigh you down. Uh, make sure to share the love with some of these other buckets. In, in most cases, that's going to be the right, uh, the right choice. But it is always going to be a customized individual situation kind of evaluation. And if you need some help, Getting your situation organized and into place, Scott and the team at Elevated Retirement Group are always there for you. 913-393-4724 if you want to set up a time to chat about your situation and uh, take a look at what your four tax buckets look like. Where do your liabilities fall? You can ask that question and get some answers from Scott and the team by calling 913-393-4724 or go online to listentoscott.com. That's Listen to Scott. Scott, thanks for the help on the show today, and uh, we'll look forward to another fun episode next time. Sounds good. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.